0: Hello and welcome to the Property Investing Australia podcast, where we'll be covering the right way to invest in property without taking the unnecessary risks, how to manage your money, and how to build the right mindset so that you can achieve your financial and wealth building goals. I'm your host, Nero Thambi Palay. Hi, it's Nero here from Investment Rise, and as our property boom continues to roll on month after month, many are starting to ask, when will the property boom end? And right on cue, we're starting to see uh, certain banking experts, certain, I guess, economic experts come out and give their two cents worth about when the property boom will end and actually even starting to to predict when the boom will end. So in this episode, I wanna talk about Westpac's latest um, predictions about what's gonna happen to our property market going forwards, what's gonna happen to property prices and when this property boom will end and then give you my thoughts on whether I agree or disagree. Now, you might remember that back in 2020, Westpac along with pretty much all the, the major lenders came out and said that they expect property prices to absolutely plummet. You know, 10% minimum price falls were, were spoken about with you know some lenders talking about you know, price falls of 30%. Now, we know nothing like that happened whatsoever. The banks couldn't have got it more wrong. So of course then you might be thinking, well, you know, Nero, if they got it so wrong back then, how can you trust what they have to say right now, right? And I understand. But I guess many people do have short memories, and unfortunately, I still see many investors make investing decisions based off the latest media headlines, okay? Now, I'm guessing that's not you, and that's why you're here with me right now, but I do wanna now look at what Westpac's predictions are and really analyze it and then give you, I guess, as I said, my opinion whether I think it's right or, or wrong. So if we look at Westpac's latest dwelling price forecasts, right? And let's just look at 2021, 2022, and 2023. What you can see is that they're expecting some significant price increases in 2021. Now, understand that it's October right now as I record this and uh, they only came out with these forecasts in October. So a lot of these sort of forecast price growth for 2021, a lot of it's already happened, right? It's not as if Sydney's gonna have 27% price increase between now and the end of um, December, right? What they're saying is by the end of uh, 2021, Sydney on average would have had about 27% price growth for for the year, Melbourne, 18%, Brisbane, 22%, so on and and so forth. And look, I think a lot of these uh, figures are, pretty accurate uh, because we've seen some significant price rises and look prices in general are continuing to rise as well so i'm happy to sort of you know give westpac a uh, 2021 price forecast as being accurate however then we go to 2022 and it's a big difference so essentially sydney goes from 2021 prices having risen by 27 percent to in 2022 only rising by six percent and then in 2023 prices actually falling right? I mean, Melbourne goes from 18% price growth this year to 8% next year. Brisbane goes from 22% price growth to 10% price growth this year. I mean, essentially, according to Westpac, price growth will halve next year in essentially every single capital city that they've mentioned here, and then prices will fall in 2023. Now, there's two things to really consider here if Westpac's Price growth forecasts are to be believed. Number one, if you're looking to buy an investment property, I guess apart from Sydney, according to Westpac's predictions, in in every other market you're almost certainly going to be uh, ahead. Okay, I mean like let's look at for example uh, Brisbane's um, price growth, where we are looking at price growth of say 10% in 2022, and then prices to drop in 2023 by 1%. So prices rise by 10% and then drop by 1%, you're still ahead by 9%, okay, in just general numbers. Now, with the median price point in uh, Brisbane, especially for houses being around about $700,000, that means that according to Westpac, in the next two years from the start of 2022 until the end of 2023, you'll make 9% on that, which is about $63,000 in capital growth. Okay, that's not bad. Okay, And essentially every other capital city, you'll also be ahead if you're looking to buy it towards the end of this year or early next year. Okay, So that's the first thing to, to consider. Is that according to Westpac? Yep, there's still a lot of price growth to be had if you're looking to buy an investment property. But secondly, and I think this is perhaps the, the most important one, is that with Westpac being as conservative as they are, and remember, I did say they predicted some significant price falls back last year as did all the lenders. Despite property prices being at record highs uh, in in almost all uh, cities across Australia, they're not expecting a huge drop in property prices, right? I mean, even if we look at Sydney, where property prices are expected to rise by 6% next year and then drop by 6% in 2023, that essentially means that whatever the median price point ends up at, say, at the start of 2022, it's going to essentially be that price back in, in 2024, okay? So that means the prices will rise by 6% in, in 2022, drop back by 6% in 2023, meaning the price, median price would stay about the same. Now, we know that property prices in Sydney are not cheap, okay? And Westpac, with these conservative scenarios, are really saying that they are not foreseeing any kind of massive drop in property prices now, okay? So they are the two real takeaway messages from Westpac's property price predictions. Now, do I agree with what they have to say? Of course, now you might be thinking, ah, Look, Nero, look, you make money from helping people invest in property, so of course you're not going to agree with the fact that you know, the property market is going, going to fall. You must be someone who always talks about you know property prices rising in, in in value. And look, sure, that's a fair enough comment in that, yes, we do help our clients and members invest in property. That's what our business model is very heavily centered on. And yes, I also predicted that the property boom would begin back in October of last year. And we know that since then, the median price for houses in Australia has risen every month since then. But I'm not someone who always thinks that property prices rise every single month everywhere. Okay, I mean, for example, I was one of the few who came out and predicted that prices in Sydney and Melbourne would drop in 2017. I was one of the few who predicted our biggest downturn that we had between sort of mid 2017 and the end of 2019. And even as early as in a mid to late 2016, I was out there saying, look, if you're looking to buy a property, especially an apartment in Sydney or Melbourne, the odds are you're gonna run into a lot of trouble. Okay. And again, that proved to be correct. So I guess I do have a bit of a track record in predicting not just when property prices are going to rise, but also when property prices are, are going to fall. In fact, recently I did a live online broadcast where I revealed my secret formula uh, in how I, in and what I use to predict the, the future of property prices. And I really just gave away the formula. So to everyone who attended that live broadcast, they understood exactly how I predict the the future of property prices and they can use that same formula to predict the the future property prices for themselves and to then work out is now a good time to, to buy where they're looking to buy right now or maybe even in three years time all right so I guess I've got a bit of a track record and so that's why I think I really want to look at whether do I agree with what Westpac has to say in short my answer is no all right but let me give you the reasons why first of all we know that interest rates Are expected to stay low for quite some time yet. RBA not budging on cash rate until 2024. The article then goes on to say, the Reserve Bank of Australia Governor Philip Lowe is sticking to his long-held view that the cash rate won't be lifted before 2024. As widely anticipated by economists, the RBA left the official cash rate at a record low 0.1% following its monthly board meeting on Tuesday. Dr. Lowe reiterated the cash rate will not be increased until inflation is sustainably within the two to 3% target range, saying that such conditions will not be met before 2024. And they've even gone further than that in previous months saying that curbing house price growth is not the job of the RBA, that should be the the, the government's job. Interest rates are not expected to rise until 2024, and mind you, when they do rise at some point in the future, they're gonna be very slow and very, very gradual. But even if if and when they do increase, the question is, well, why are property prices going to drop in 2023 if interest rates are gonna increase in 2024? Okay, now, first off, we have the new APRA regulations that have come out, which essentially say that, you know, if you're looking to to buy a property right now, and let's just say the interest rate is 3%, you need to be able to service that loan or have the income to be able to repay that loan if interest rates went up to 6%, okay? Only then can you get the loan approved. So we've got a 3% buffer here, number one, all right? So if interest rates are not expected to increase until 2024 and everyone whose uh, loans are being uh, approved from now onwards is uh, expected to have the income to be able to repay the loans if interest rates essentially went from 3% to 6%, okay, well then why would property prices drop? I mean, remember, property prices can only drop for essentially two reasons. Number one, existing mortgage holders can no longer afford their mortgage and they, they need to fire sell. Or number two, there are more properties available for sale than potential buyers, okay? We know that's not the case at the moment either, okay? So with interest rates expected to stay low, I see no real impetus for property prices to to, to drop and even for property price growth to slow as dramatically as what Westpac have to, to say, okay? If anything, I really think they're being, really conservative because I think property price growth is going to to increase because of migration. Now, we know that our international borders are, or our borders to overseas visitors are, are being opened up, uh, New South Wales being the being first cover off the ranks. Uh, and so we know we're gonna have a lot of existing um, uh, as, as Australians from overseas re- re- returning, but it's only a short jump towards then having you know, increases in, in migration, right? Okay. And we know that the New South Wales Premier, at least, is very keen on almost putting you know, turbo thrusters onto uh, migration to rapidly increase migration rates. I mean, check out this article. Plan for 2 million migrant surge, blasted as crazy by Dick Smith. Aussie entrepreneur Dick Smith has labelled a plan to bring in 2 million more migrants post-COVID as crazy. All right now, I'm not sure how much sway um, Dick Smith has over the the government. His his opinion might be great for the media, but I'm not going to say that he's the right person to be listening to in terms of you know what you think property prices are going to do. Okay, I really want to see what the government has to say. And so if you look at this article, it goes on to say that New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet says he believes in a big New South Wales after a leaked proposal to bring in two million more migrants to rebuild Australia post-COVID was lashed as crazy by entrepreneur Dick Smith. The Australian Financial Review on Tuesday revealed that top New South Wales bureaucrats had urged the incoming premier to push for an explosive post-World War II style immigration surge that could bring in two million people over five years. Now, whatever the numbers end up as, now whatever the actual number of migrants uh, ends up as, the key thing is that I expect that migration is going to rapidly increase, bringing a huge surge in demand for property when we already have significant supply shortages. I mean, right now, the number of properties available for sale isn't enough to meet the demand of all the Australians, all the people living in Australia who are looking for property. And now you're gonna have this huge surge of demand coming from from overseas, uh, many of them being uh, uh, good income earners, many of them bringing money from overseas. That's gonna only put more pressure rather on property uh, prices. It's gonna stress our supply shortages even more. And I think that's only gonna further fuel property prices to keep growing for some time yet. So with interest rates expected to stay low for quite some time yet with significant demand coming from overseas as a result of migration. And thirdly, the other factor that I didn't mention is the fact that with the economy opening up, consumer sentiment improving, uh, with the fact that consumer confidence is is improving, that's also going to uh, encourage more people to start looking at property, either from an investment perspective or to just buy their own home and upgrade their own home. That's gonna put more pressure on property prices. So with all these factors continuing to put Pressure onto the the property market in terms of when I say talk pressure, I'm talking about upwards uh, pressure on on property prices. Okay, the question is then, are these Growth rates by by Westpac. How can they be correct? I think they're going to be very very conservative. I think they're going to be disproven. I think yes, property prices will rise in 2022. I think they're going to rise a lot more. That, in my opinion, I think they're going to rise a lot more than what Westpac have 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 said. Uh, I don't think they're going to fall in 2023 at all. I think this price boom has a lot longer to 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 run at the very least until 2024. Now, of course, so yes, you are gonna have to do your due diligence. There are some areas that are not gonna perform very well or others will will outperform them. So you really wanna look at the key factors such as supply and and demand, um, in good infrastructure in investment, uh, low vacancy rates as well, right? You wanna look at the key capital growth uh, factors, the factors that really give you a good chance for capital growth. But from my perspective, if you are willing to do your due diligence, do your research, I believe that you're gonna see some significant capital growth over the next 12 and 24 months. And so if you're someone who's maybe sat out the market and you know been unsure if now is a good time or not to buy, yes, you've missed out on 2021's capital growth. But I think 2022 has also had some significant capital growth coming as, as well and even into 2023. And so do your due diligence Take advantage of the opportunities in front of you. And as I said, I think there's a good chunk of capital growth coming your way yet. Hey, it's Nero here again, and thanks so much for listening. If you found this episode valuable and you think you might like my help to find an investment property, then head on over to NeroCall.com. That's Nero call, C-A-L-L, dot com. Head over to NeroCall.com to discover our unique five-step process that's now helped our private client group purchase well over $66.8 million worth of property. And then, if you like what you see, you can book in for a property consult with me personally. Either way, thanks again for listening.